Welcome to Storyboard. I'm Lars. I'm Meg. Today we are doing a very special watch list swap, which we will get into and explain. Um, we're also going to just do a classic pitch and then catch up on what we've been watching. Pull up a chair, baby. What have I seen that's on your watch list mm -hmm. that I think, oh, you move this to the top of the list. I think that's mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. basic, the gist of it. Um, so, um, and you did the same for me and we just chose two yes. to keep it, keep it light, keep it snappy. Yes. Um, so do you want me to just dip right in? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get it going. So, um, my French is a little rusty, so I'm trying to think how to pronounce this. It looks oh, like Monsieur Hire, but I'm sure it's like Il. But it looks oh, like, yes. you know, Monsieur I don't know Il, either. You know, yeah. <laughs> Monsieur, Monsieur Il, but it looks like the word Hire. Sorry, I'm really visual, so I notice I always do that. I'm like, okay, it's spelled like this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we like, I picked that one for you because we watched it in my movie club and we also oh. like we had people who fully speak French in that and I was like I don't I still am like how do you say it <laughs> yeah I know you pretty much don't e say H's so right so yeah. ear but higher ear? sounds yeah well, like it yeah. sounds better um so from 1989 French obvi um so it's a reclusive pale and frankly ill looking man yeah um it looks like a boiled egg I don't know how to say it <laughs> I just kept like feeling like he was just like having like cold sweats anyway um so he's accused of the murder of a local young woman and um we see like the police like you know the detective like coming at him you know and asking questions in his little like I don't know tailoring shop um yeah. and uh, so he's under scrutiny. And then we also see him, you know, he's just very awkward with this um, detective. And then we see him in his apartment looking like kind of rear window style, but like closer, but like to his neighbor, his joint neighbor. <clears throat> we keep seeing her, he, seeing him creep on her. Um, everyone's blinds are like fully up. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that's so which is how I live my life. I'll be honest. I just don't I, ever close my blinds. I want to live that life. Um, I'm thinking about getting maybe that. I've seen where it's like adhesive, but it's like gives it like a frosted look. I don't know something about that. Oh yeah, there's somebody across the street from me that I notice when I'm walking by has that. Yeah, like, maybe just at like chest level down. Or something. <laughs> just just like stuff a bunch of plants in the window. I feel like no one will see. It can see into my place because okay. of plants. That's a good one. Plants. That's good yeah, just like. Um, Anyway, she didn't. Uh, oh, yeah, Sandrine, she didn't have plans. Sandrine Bonner uh, is the um, yes, uh, Sandrine Bonner, um, famous French actress. Um, and so he is, um, yes, but he's spying on her and he's creeping out, you know. And so this film got me good, and I won't go into specifics, but I'll just say I fully 
thought I knew what was happening. And yeah. I don't even know if I call it a twist, but I was just like, I thought, oh, this is this is the kind of thing, you know, this is what I'm on board for, what I'm getting. And it, it did throw some twists in, which yeah. was great. Um, the French are really good at like just a good sexy thriller. I don't know, it's a sexy thriller, but you know, with thrillers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Cla- like this felt like a Claude Chabral movie. Um, mm-hmm. Claude mm-hmm. And I think I saw online that someone compared it to uh, like old time movies, uh, Fritz Lang, Scarlet Street, which has been a minute since I've seen. So I'm not sure if that was or Woman in the Window. But, you know, they said like, oh, it's pretty much the same plot as like Scarlet Street, I think. Um, so which I've seen, but it was ages ago, so I can't remember. Um, so it's directed by uh, Fabrice Leconte, I guess is how you say his name. Um, OK, side note. OK, he also directed The Girl on the Bridge from 1999 mm-hmm. and this is a complete side note i always somehow confused that okay so girl on the bridge i confuse it with lovers on the bridge 1991 and then i also conf- and i confused that with lovers of the arctic circle from 98 <laughs> there's something about like there's like a girl or lovers in a th- on a thing and in it's a thing. like circles that are like overlapping and you're like yeah okay, it's like wait. the venn diagram of movie <laughs> titles and it all uh, focused around lovers on the bridge and there's <laughs> this is a great story, but sorry, you know how you have those things you just conflate oh, yeah. them for me. Anyway, it's usually actors for me. I really hmm. struggle. I don't, I can't give you one right now, but it happens to me uh, a lot. Helen, Helen Hunt and Holly Hunter. I'm always like, oh, there's a, there's a H and a H-H. Hunt in there. <laughs> and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was seeing that one today. That's why it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, so um, yeah, I was just going to say, I love the Hitchcock vibes and um yeah so if you happen to see this it's uh was it on criterion well it isn't I think? it's definitely on canopy because i watched it for oh, canopy right. movie it. club so yeah um and i think i really like i love a an unsympathetic protagonist you kind of end up having more sympathy like more <laughs> empathy for him as it goes along, but um, yeah. oh, I did not explain the story at all because it's basically like, did he murder this girl? Is he going to murder his neighbor? Right. And then you find out what happens, which I don't want to give it away because that's the beauty. Right. Of the yeah, it, it is. I should have. I when I I didn't think about how it's like, you don't want to give away too much. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it's Sandrine Bonaire. So obviously <laughs> she's I mean, she's, speaking of she's in like a really cool Claude Chabrol movie, but she's also. <laughs> Like probably what most famous for Vagabond. Oh yeah, that I was thinking Anosa. Wait, Anosa Morris or something. I'm I'm butchering French because yeah. I'm trying to think of like how like <laughs> if those are the words. Um and yeah, there, yeah, at least one Chabral, the one with Isabelle Huppert. Yes, I can't think of what it's called. It's the like, ceremony, la ceremony, oh, yeah, yeah. or la ceremony. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. the if they picked a different English title, which is like <laughs> so good. Did, I don't know if we talked about the last time, but I've freaking love that movie okay. yeah yeah that's a great movie um, um yeah so pretty much with this movie you're kind of questioning everyone's motives and like Sandrine Bonaire and like what's her deal and she kind of seems to be into the yeah um, the it's an obsession. interesting dynamic yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. like it's so, almost gets into like I don't want to say like it's like any kind of like fetish or domination territory but there is mm-hmm. an interesting like yeah. psychosexual interplay that's about like power and not really about sex um mm-hmm. I think yeah, definitely worth a watch. It's well, I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it. It's like it was one where um I watched it and then I appreciated it more after movie club discussion because we mm-hmm. all picked up on different things like um the main character, I guess he's Monsieur Ear or whatever. I'm assuming, he, yeah. <laughs> but it's like he's you know, it's um 
we weren't really clear on what time it took place. I mean, it's definitely post-war, mm. but we weren't really sure yeah. on the time. Like if it was like in like 1989 or if it was like post-war, like mid, like 60s kind of. Yeah, there was like a drabness to it and to the yeah. clothes kind of hard, which could kind of be the late 80s, like women right. in like long skirts and like, I don't know, like yeah, and just, skirt or something. It was hard to, it was hard to place kind of, um, mm. which was cool. There was an eeriness then, to it. Yeah. There was an eeriness. And then, you know, it's like, he's sort of unlikable, but then there's also this aspect where like, he's Jewish and he's in this like mm. French neighborhood and they're all like really suspicious of him. Like they don't like him, mm. but it doesn't really feel like they really know why they don't like him. So there's like a yeah. real interesting thread um, there of like, I don't know, otherness and anti-Semitism mm-hmm. in France that. That was cool. I mean, I'll watch Sandra Bonaire in anything. Like, I yeah. watched her in some real crap because I'm just like, uh, I just <laughs> think she's like, she's probably like rated or regular, like, you know, not underrated in France, but I feel like yeah, she's rated. She's getting the right amount of attention. Yeah. I feel like I have, I say that a lot about, about basketball players where I'm like, oh, they were underrated, then they were overrated. Now they're probably just like rated. They're just like, they're rated. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've never thought about that. Oh my God. Um, Anyway, so I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so one movie that you picked for me is The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. Sorry which, to give you an oldie. <laughs> yeah, an oldie. So I'll say, I probably said the podcast before, um, that like I tend to not watch movies from like the 1940s. So this is a Preston Sturgis movie from 1943. The idea is that uh, there is. <laughs> I'm trying to explain this one. It's like a I'm labyrinth. Like, of- I know. I was trying to show more rays. I so I watched it. It is on Criterion. I watched it. Joel was like playing a computer game while I was watching it, and so like I. He was half watching and then afterwards I tried to like explain, like summarize the plot and I completely failed and it made no yeah. sense. But yeah, so um, Betty Hutton plays like the cutest girl in town whose dad is the town constable and she is, um, she, she goes to a dance with <laughs> yeah. all the boys going off to war, which side note, my grandmother like thought was her patriotic duty during the war. Like she and her friends would go and dance with the soldiers. Like that's oh actually God. how she ended up meeting my grandpa. I won't even oh. get into it, but he was nursing a Coke and she was like, Oh, he doesn't drink, but actually it's cause he was hung over <laughs> anyways. <laughs> and there was um, like whiskey in it. Or yeah, something. <laughs> pretty much. But she used to do exactly what Trudy, the main character was like doing um, and did end up marrying one of the soldiers Aww. although permanently. Yeah. However, yeah. Trudy is like living it up. Uh, yeah. She's going to this party that her dad doesn't want her to go to, but she convinces her like sort of sweet friend zoned friend to pretend yeah. <laughs> to take her. And then she ditches him at the movie theater. She goes, she ends up long story short, getting married to some dude she doesn't remember and turns out they consummated the marriage. So well, no one else. <laughs> but then she uh, comes home the next day and realizes she's married shortly realized after that realizes she's pregnant and then they're trying to figure out like uh oh like don't know who the hell this guy is he shipped out to europe and yeah like they married under fake names so is she really married and can she like bamboozle her like friend zone friend into marrying her it's just a it's a yeah. it's a lapsticky yeah. kind of um comedy it's very over the top acted, wouldn't you say? Oh like yeah, I know. 
Well, that's what I love about it. It's it is very zany, but like I mean, in the best way, like it's it is pretty manic, uh, and everyone's always just like yelling and talking. Like I mean, not I guess kind of screwball comedy esque, in, in that everyone's is, very excited yeah. and like talking over each other. And I love um, like I'm trying to think of what other movies. There's one that's like Hail the Conquering Hero. I actually, just watched two. It's on Criterion, also with Eddie Bracken. He's like the friend zone friend. Yeah. So he, I think, and I don't know actually a lot about Preston Surges, but from what I can glean from these movies is I'm sure he's like, okay, here's the code, uh, the Hayes code and like mm-hmm. what I'm allowed to say. And like, it's wartime. Here's what we're allowed to, we got to be very patriotic and we've got to, you know, and obviously people can't have sex outside of marriage and a woman can't be uh, you right. know, married and pregnant and she can't have sex. And, and this Eddie Bracken, why isn't he going to war? And like, so he takes everything and dials it up so intensely with the Patriots. Like, so every word out of Eddie Bracken's mouth is oh my God. Boy, the only thing I'd like more than this is to be a soldier. Oh man, yes, it's like exactly. too bad. Like my, my blood pressure or whatever. And the Hail the Conquering Hero, they always had to explain why this guy, this like hometown guy is like, why aren't you at war? And he's like, oh, shucks, I'd love to be, but you know, I got to. Yeah, they're always like, I wish I was there. I stood out to me too. I was like, seriously, he's always just like, I'd love to be there, but I get so nervous. They won't take me that my blood pressure gets really high. (laughs) I know. I was like, I want to go so bad. I I see spots before my eyes and I pass out with like the blood pressure, whatever business. (laughs) I don't know. It's so like complicated and convoluted, but like in the best way. Yeah. All you can talk about and think about is like, oh, I just want to go to war and I just want to keep going down to the office and, and trying to, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so in Hail the Conquering Hero, he has hay fever. So he like goes, but he, they immediately like send him back or something where he's like, he like works. He's like basically he's on, on the front line. So he feels like a coward. So yeah, sorry not to get into that one, but it's, it's yeah, because it's not a huge part yeah. of this, really. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's more just that they, they explain why he's yeah, it yeah. felt very like they're like, this is why he's here. Yeah. And he feels inadequate compared to all the guys that are like shipping out. Um yeah. But and- I just love these, this, he, like, I feel like I could, if I were in that era, I'd want to do the same thing. Like, oh, let me build a scenario yeah. like, with all these exceptions. Like, like she's well, married. Like, she's yeah. married. She can't remember the guy's name. Who is? There's kind of no, well, there's like kind of a record of it, but kind of not. Yeah. And then it's like, well, she, fine. Then Eddie Bracken will marry her. Oh, but that'll be big. I mean, like, I love all the social oh, yeah. array, like labyrinth, like every, it's like a puzzle box. It's And the final know. like 30 minutes, I definitely can't explain, which is the part that I really stumbled with Joel where I was like, well, okay. So he gets, co- they're gonna, he gets a little costume, like he's in the army and then they try to get, Married under false name is just the whole oh. thing. So it's a real, it's a real sequence of a comedy of uh, errors and um, yeah, and it it's is like very breathless. Charming. It's just so yes. it just keeps coming and coming and coming. Yeah, and to be clear, you definitely don't see her actually pregnant. They can't show that. So that's another Hayes Code thing. Like she's oh, they they show disgusting. her disgusting Meg. Yeah, they show oh. her like from behind in an easy chair. And then when you find out like what ends up happening, you're like, how the hell was this woman like not on bed rest? Because yeah, I, mean, I don't know, know if there's a way a to spoiler. spoil it. But, <laughs> but doesn't she have like 50 kids or something? Six. Like she has sex toplets okay. naturally. Is cool. that even possible? I had a lot of questions. I didn't really look into it, but I was like natural sex tuplets not ivf sex tuplets mm, i'm just yeah. not sure i don't think so i don't i have no like a lot i feel like there's like qua- like quads maybe yeah yeah but six i'm like and this woman would be like fully incapacitated she wouldn't just be like in an easy chair anyway yeah, that's exactly. but not to be like hmm, this this scenario is a little unrealistic because like <laughs> yeah 
that's a little too zany. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I knew, I, you know, I didn't know how, cause it's old timey and obviously it's got that certain rhythm of, you know, the kind of screwball comedy. So I know it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's so like manic. I didn't know if it would, if you'd like it, but I thought you'd at least like, you know, appreciate. I the, appreciated the, and, and it's weird to call a plot convoluted as a compliment, but it's just, yeah, the, yeah. the engineered, it's very, um, it's like a Rube Goldberg device of a plot. <laughs> I don't know, but it works. Yes, exactly. Know? We're like, ah, oh, but don't you see? And then yeah. there's a great scene um, with the governor where they're like him and his, his like, I don't know, his lieutenant governor, like on the phone trying to like wreck retcon oh. like figure out their story anyway again i don't think it's spoilers when this movie is like a million zillion years old it's like 80 yeah, yeah. years old but um oh my god so i enjoyed it it was definitely a movie that i would have watched with my grandmother and she would not have found scandalous oh okay. um, so um well anyway. speaking of sort of manic a little bit, <laughs> um to me i don't know a diary of a hitman mm-hmm. um from 1991 and so in a nutshell uh forrest whitaker is a hitman hired uh by a man to to kill okay the man is like kill my oh, wait i can't remember if it's his wife or just his it's his wife well it's his wife. Okay. wife yeah it's a little i'm not clear on a couple of things because i was like are certain people lying or whatever <clears throat> but basically this man's like um kill my wife Sherilyn finn and he says it's not his baby but she anyways his child or stepchild or whatever um it's just like a little baby um and of course this is a one last job quote unquote mm-hmm. you know movie um so technically kind of neo-noir uh saxophone soundtrack um voiceover voiceover which is pretty distracting yeah it was and i guess has forrest whitaker always had sort of like this like Brooklyn Italian mobster sort of accent. No, like, that was okay, like he was I feel like that, he up. put that on for the okay. movie because, or okay. at least that was my impression. I've never heard See, him speak like that. I've heard him kind of. I guess when I'm because th- I watched Arrival again kind of recently, I was like, I guess he kind of has that, but he was really playing it up for yeah. sure. Um, I guess because a hitman kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Basically, yeah, hitman, and so you see him, you know, do a hit right away. I mean, like, not this one, but like, you know, you, so you see him do his job and then he, uh, what's, what's his name? Seymour Cassell is yep. his, um, I don't know if boss, but he's kind of in like his contact. Like yeah, his, yeah, his, his yeah, contact yeah. for jobs. Um, Jim Belushi is like a detective that's oh uh, in the mix because he's like, dick. you stole a fourth century or whatever statue from this museum that you're, <laughs> you're a security guard there and. I don't know. It was kind of like a little, we're just going to put that, that in there. Side. Yeah. It was like, a, don't worry about it. Um, I'm trying to think because there were some good, basically what I'm saying is there's, there was some, uh, some good uh, act. I mean, good character parts in there yeah. kind of popping up out of nowhere. So basically the second half of the movie is, um, oh yeah. Another thing that I thought was kind of funny is before he goes to the hit, he goes to the eye doctor and they put like the drops to dilate his eyes. So at first you're like, oh shit, it's like he's not gonna be able to see and you're like, what's gonna happen? But it kind of doesn't come up. I mean, it barely comes up. Yeah. But um, the second half of the movie is kind of, it feels like a play. So that's why I was almost like, I just think, think of- it was. Okay, okay. That would I don't know if you know, sense. like, did you see who directed it? Like, did you? Okay, I was gonna notice? get into that. Okay, okay. So I'll just say the second half kind of felt like a one act play between him and Sherilyn Finn. So he basically goes to her apartment. I mean, I won't go into like, I don't know. I always feel bad like giving away an ending unless it's 
again, like overly old, like this is a silent film or something. But basically he goes to her apartment and there's a lot of back and forth about like, this is the part that got really manic for me is like, she kept trying to be, you know, he kind of gave it up right away. Like, I'm going to, I'm here to kill you. And um, so she tries it like every, not to say every trick in the book, but like, she tries a lot of different methods. Like, don't kill me because I'm a mother. Don't kill me. Like, let, like, let me distract you with this birthday cake. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, cause it's her husband or guy's birthday, you know, and like, ah, oh, let's just dig into this cake. And they're just like with their hands or whatever. I don't know. They're just eating cake. That was crazy. <laughs> She tries to like, like dance for him in a really awkward way, kind of be sexy. And then she starts doing cheerleader, like telling cheerleader stories and like doing cheers and stuff like really loud. Um, anyway, so it's just like really because, yeah, it fully turns into a play for me right then and gets a yeah. little like uh, hectic. It unravels, right? Like you're just like, yeah. what am I watching? What is the Yeah. So very strange. Um, and so what else? Was I say? Oh, yeah. And then there's a part where Sharon Stone in a short brunette wig plays her, her sister comes in and like kind of distracts them for a while. They're like, she's like, they threw a red paint on my fur coat. You know, <laughs> these PETA people are crazy. Um, and what was I say? Oh yeah. So basically I was going to say on paper, this is something I'd be very interested in. Like I was like, okay, neo-noir um, early nineties and you know, these character actors, but yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a movie we would talk about. So I love a movie. Sure. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of talking points here, um, <laughs> yes. but yeah, so definitely a clunker, but if you just want some, you know, the wild ride, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> go for it, you know, it's an um, oddity, you know, and then mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you're going to, yeah, talk about the director, but oh, it's yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of like worth a watch for that. Like it, cause it seems yeah. so like something you would watch that I was like, oh, oh if yeah. you haven't seen this, it's like so up your alley of oh, yeah. like things that things it's in the Lars canon. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it kind of reminded me of some of the things I've watched, like Slam Dance. Yes. So it definitely felt like yeah. those movies you watch where you're like, I don't know how to peg like why this is so weird. It's just, I don't know if it's tone exactly is mm. the word direction, editing. I don't know, like writing for sure. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those you can't put your finger on why it's weird. I mean, this one you kind of can because like this voiceover <laughs> is like, I wonder how it would be without the voiceover and stuff, you know. But I was just, yeah, I was going to end with uh, the director, Roy London. Um, it was his only film. Uh, apparently, he was like a famous acting coach. And I think that explains, like, he was like, apparently like a really famous acting oh, coach. Oh, yeah. That explains why, like, there's some really great actors that, like, Sharon Stone. I mean, this was, like, between Total Recall and uh, Basic Instinct. So she was, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess Basic Instinct was her big, like, turn. But, like, you know, she was, like kind of big i don't know you know um so i guess that's why he got some really good people in it is what i'm saying yeah because like she for example was one of his um students and then like he also there's a whole documentary about him actually about his influence um because he passed away in the 90s due to complications from aids Mm -hmm. and then like they're actually i think um, so he Gary Shandling was one of his students and like he mm-hmm. really loved him yeah, and he that. actually like named like a like an award after him uh-huh. um Roy London so anyway it was just it, so also I think he shows up 
in the documentary about Gary Shanley. Okay. Anyway, so like, it's actually, if you look at the list of people who, like he started like out of his house, it's like, whoa, all these people like studied with him. Um, So it's sort of fascinating, like you said, that he was able to like get big names and then it's just like, oh, but you can be like an amazing acting coach. And then like, maybe you direct a movie and you're like, but I think he actually passed away when he was working on his second feature. So maybe it would have been like, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, hey, you try it out and maybe like another, if he had lived, it could have been. It wasn't a boring movie, which is like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll take a crazy head scratcher over this was boring trash, you know, which is Um, why, like, I feel like it's it's a very storyboard is very large. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd rather have a head scratcher or something to talk about. Like, what about this? Like that? Well, I mean, I was trying to think of any individual moment. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say a couple of things like uh, Seymour Cassell. When <laughs> I love when a movie does something that I'm like, humans don't do that. Like Seymour <laughs> Cassell is like calling him on his like, you know, his voice, not voicemail, his voice machine, whatever. And he's like, hey, anyway, I got you the silencer for that hit where you're going to murder someone. I was like, jeez. And there's like, bet you're hiding your money right now. And like, he's like, he is. He's like, like don't hide in the radiator. I was just like, OK, Um Oh, yeah. And I was going to say, there's also that weird kid that lives in his building that looks like okay. he's from a, a, a home haircut, which I mean, hey, same, but like, um, yeah, that weird kid that's the sorry, plot but he's line, like, though, is so wild. Like, there's a plot yeah, line he where he's feel- like, he he's like he's friends with the kid and then the yeah. kid is abused by his dad and he like the yeah. kid fully like I, this is not a spoiler because it's not the main I point. mean because he cares? kills yeah. his dad and Forrest Whitaker's like if only I could have like inter- like if only I could have like intervened sooner and then yeah. they're just like anyways anyway <laughs> not important um yeah so there's like, like these weird little tidbits of like people yeah, in his building like he's having you know an affair with this married woman who like for a half second i thought that was sharon stone but i'm like no i think that's it didn't she was a little thicker than sharon stone i was like i don't think yeah. so like sharon stone's pretty twig like <laughs> um but yeah there's some some wild stuff in there um oh yeah and also i was gonna say the director speaking of gary shandling i think he directed like two episodes of larry sanders show and then two episodes of it's gary gary shandling show i think is that what it's i can't remember wait so i I always one of those speaking of names that confuse don't name your show something close to your own name sorry it doesn't matter that doesn't matter but it was like larry sanders gary shandling and i'm always like wait right anyway (laughs) i know and i always i'm like which one is which one's real (laughs) yeah have you ever seen it's gary's it's oh my god it's gary shandling show i was wondering because it's been to be kind of meta too i don't know I mean, I, I mean, love Larry Sanders, so yeah. I don't. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's somewhere on Tubi or something. I don't know. Check it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, dig it out. We'll give it. We'll give it a look. We'll give it a little. We'll mine it and we'll we'll report back next time. <laughs> yeah, it might be like something weird, like crackle or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's. I always do that. It's like you. Anytime you hear about something, you like do the full scan. You're like, okay, is this on? Uh, what I, 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 yeah. IMDb sometimes has stuff. I'm like, yes, what? I believe it's you have mentioned odd. this. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So the film that you assigned to me is <laughs> Pulse by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who is, I think, a mutual fave of ours. But oh, yeah, I have we not... mentioned him several times. Yeah. yeah, it was on my watch list, but I have I had not seen this, but I wanted to. Um, okay, so it's from 2001. I actually think it didn't come out stateside until like quite a bit later. That was like a weird shit with Miramax. But anyway, hmm. so 
It is a, I, get, an, I gave you some ones that are very hard to explain. Very difficult. Okay. So I'm like, okay, uh, so it is Kyoshi Kurosawa. If you know, he did creepy cure, um, Penance, Penance, uh, Bright Future, uh, Tokyo, yeah. Tokyo something. He did like Anonymous? that. He actually had like a really, like a pretty relatively recent short that I like thought was so amazing and so great, but I hmm. don't remember the name. And it's about a woman, like I, I can't, woman in work anyway. But yeah. um, so this is from 2001 and it's, so it's like early days of the internet, like mm-hmm. take your mind back to either your <laughs> high school or college computer lab days. <laughs> And essentially it's like there it's Tokyo and people are just getting the internet on their own, maybe for the first time. And uh, there's some weird shit going on. And it turns out that the afterlife, (laughs) this is not a spoiler. The afterlife is full and the ghosts are overflowing and that affects people in our living realm yeah and the internet is a mechanism by which weird shit happens yeah i know i think half of this is i i assigned it to you so you could explain because i I did rewatch it for this okay um and i'm trying to remember because i think the first time i watched it i i don't even think i even though they they pretty upfront about that they say that in the beginning and the end i think of like yeah exactly about the afterlife but I think I, the first time I watched it, I read it as more of like the internet, the haunting of the internet. I don't know how to say this, but like, you know, you can be haunted. Like, I mean, this is almost a little COVID adjacent, but like, you know, when you meet people in real life, I go, you know, we go and we have a, a drink or whatever. I meet you in that, in the real IRL. But then also right now, like, for example, Zoom internet, we're meeting. And so I was like, I kind of read it as, this is the first time, not this most recent time, but I, I guess I remembered it, I should say, as Oh, like it's like getting haunted, but like instead of meeting them, you know, in real life in your home, it's like you're the the interactions happening with the computer, or that's their their portal into. I don't know. It's almost like they're using the internet too. Ghosts can use the internet. I know (laughs) that's that's right. Look at that America Online CD, and they're clicking. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hey, you know, don't leave them out. Uh, I know that's not quite right, but I will say a note for me, a personal note on this movie is. It is one that I, when I first saw it, at least I thought about, you know, you just have certain movies. It's not even yeah. like your favorite, but you think about them like either because sure. like, the plot's crazy or something about it just like haunts you. If you, um, <laughs> I just I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it like probably once a month, just every once in a while, I'll just be like, yeah, what was that? What was going on there? I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I feel guess- like, yeah, his stuff is so, um, because I just watched this for the like I said it was on my watch list. You picked it from you picked it because you were like let's let's dig into this. I want to hear the Meg take explain but it. But it is after watching quite a few of his movies, so I'm not seeing mm-hmm. it as like my first introduction to him. So I do think that affects like me like how I'm mm-hmm. like approaching it, where I'm like oh well yeah. for sure this is like Kyoji Kurosawa being like, and I actually think I ended up seeing a 
interview where he's like, oh, like the internet was just a thing. So like, I used that. Like it wasn't like, yeah. he was like, like when it well, came out, people were like, whoa, it's like a big commentary on the internet. And it's like, no, that's like, if you kind of know how he rolls, he's like, mm, this is just like a thing where I was like, oh, yeah. people kind of <laughs> might buy a script about this, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I love. Like I fully love like the oh, radical yeah. sort of transparency of directors like that. They're like, nah, I don't know. I mean, that this is <laughs> kind of a thing I could <laughs> get made. Um, the aspect of people I do really like where it's um, like, how do I put this? Like separate narratives that come together at the end where you're like, I don't know for a great part of it. You're not sure who you're watching doing what. So it's like a guy and like an economics student, like gets basically the equivalent of an America online CD and tries to log on to the internet. And like, there's this side note, there's a part where he's, they're like, he puts in the little CD ROM to like sign into the internet and they're like, have a good time. And he's like, okay, I will have a good time. <laughs> like trying to log on. Um, and then it's just like a bunch of videos of like people looking extremely frightening <laughs> in their rooms. Oh. Mm -hmm. that was gonna be another thing a question yeah. sorry to skip ahead but once we get there i was like i was unclear on if those if you're watching other people that are you know living people that were being haunted or if those were ghosts ghostly images you're watching. like I, I was unclear on if they were meant to be people like going through the haunting you know what i mean or if they were ghosts oh good know. question i yeah. saw them as people it experiencing the same thing simultaneously okay. or like okay. slightly ahead but it's totally mm -hmm. that's a good read of it too because the okay. other plot line mm -hmm. is a girl or two girls really it ends up being one girl uh working in i was i was really focused on something like, are they like are they bought these <laughs> students are they bought i was like what's going yeah. on with this greenhouse because i'm all in on this greenhouse it's yeah. like a plant like a there's like a plant, plant shower. Shop. Yeah, it's like a plant yeah, shop. Yeah, but there was like eight plants. <laughs> I was like, there's yeah, none of totally plants. I'm really worried yeah. about their business. I know. I do that a um, lot where I'm like, how are they making money? Like, what? you know, <laughs> like, like enough. You, gotta, you gotta increase your inventory. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not, there's no hustle here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's like an element. Oh my god! I just watched this and I'm like, wait, how does how do the ghosts get to them? I know that's why it really we're we're making it sound confusing because it is no. Um, yeah. Well, there was the thing that they they mentioned and it seemed important, but they didn't really mention it too much. Again, was that um, oh so and so invented this computer game? Like he goes to, basically people keep going to these computer labs and that's how he, right. some of these people interact is through this like. I don't know, university or something. There's basically a university and like a plant shop and, and kind of different people totally. are, are mixing. And so at one of the computer labs, there's a, like a screensaver thing that just looks like a very unimpressive um, game where there, or not game, I don't know, whatever. It's just like dots, like different, like it's a black screen, white dots kind of, uh, or I don't know if they're quite touching, but they're just like little fuzzy dots that kind of almost touch and they're kind of moving around and some are bigger than others, whatever. And then she was like explaining like someone made this, and this whatever student and it's somehow i can't remember she made it sound like incredible like this is like a a goodwill hunting type of oh my yeah. god you know genius thing of like they're not really they never touch or if they touch they get bigger i don't know it's so almost like wait are these like is this like representative of like people or like ghosts and like i don't know there was something about that about i don't know how it fits into the plot at all anyway that was <laughs> not helpful i mean that's kind of the story of the film in a way where you're like oh this is just like eerie vibes people are like lonely and yeah. weird and haunted and i 
I will say like trying to like read up on it before this, I was like, ah, I actually don't think it's a commentary on anything. Like just no, yeah. again, I'm biased by like having watched the movies first. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's great. You can read into it or a document yeah, of yeah. early internet era. But like, I kind of think he's just picking this as a mechanism because people are like, oh, it's about people being like atomized and isolated in the internet age. And yeah. I'm like, I really don't think that's what he's trying to like yeah this, i mean that's not his wife. but it yeah. could be you could read it as a text of that it's just people and the ghosts are like making you dis like live forever and disappear and you're very the internet is like a weird malevolent mechanism but it, there are ghosts i think it's that's not a spoiler to say there's ghosts yeah i mean and i guess i didn't even think about it being kind of an end of the world movie until or i didn't remember that until the second time like the it end, gets yeah. i kind of forgot how like pretty dark it is yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean like it's like yeah and so um yeah I mean definitely about you know yeah alienation and isolation is in loneliness and sadness and depression you know it's all those dark things um but it's just like a good creepy like yes um, the early 2000s do we say it's 2001 yeah 2001, yeah so. so I mean it's yeah and you know me like we talked about I think in our, one of our first episodes I was like just give me like mention some of the dark web and, and it's like, I get chills. Like, oh my God, man, it's too scary. It's I don't know scary. what it is. It's just something so scary. Oh, I don't I know, know why. why. Okay. I know why you were like, are they ghosts? Cause there's one like particular video the guy sees. Is that what it is? Like, yeah, that's like a pretty, it's, it feels beyond just like a person being going haunted. through some, <laughs> some yeah shit. it gets pretty weird i mean it gets weird yeah. it's kiyoshi kurosawa it's very mm. eerie and it's like eerie in like the existential way that's like not just like hey like a yeah like, here's a, a guy with a hat for you um <laughs> it's just where you're like unset unsettled like yeah permanently it's a, unsettled i think that's a good way to put it yeah yeah um so that is that was available on canopy as well right it's around. Uh, it's around. I'm trying to remember. I actually don't remember what I watched it on, but it is around and it's totally worth it. It's like great early 2000s looks, which apparently are coming back thanks to the youths. See, and I then, was going to oh, actually say that their outfit is probably the one Japanese movie I've ever seen where I'm like, no, these clothes kind of suck. There's a lot of like totally. um, pedal pushers. Yes, pedal like, pushers. Tacky of, pedal like pushers. right at the knee, right under the knee. I feel like kind of, uh, anyway. And those little so, handbags you have to hold. Oh, what a yeah, pain. Um, and a lot of like hair that's like flipped out, like little yes. Meg Ryan-y. Oh, ex- yeah. Dream razor cuts that are oh, like, whoa, cuts, this yeah. is, whew, this is like, it, yeah, it's a hatchet job. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah, Joel, so, I mean, I mean, yeah. me to say that it looks like his college computer, like computer labs. He really appreciated how accurate it was with how like shitty, like computer labs yeah. looked. Oh, and definitely. If you were in high yeah. school or college, which it does kind of look like my high school one, which is about the same era. So anyway. But yeah. Um, oh, I will say there is a remake of it. Um, also <gasps> called Pulse, right? I think. Anyways, it's from like 2006, and I think it like what's her name, like Kristen Bell, or I don't know, like all the mid 2000s people are in it. So um, just eyes, just be aware of that. You know what I mean? That there's if no, you're looking accidentally for it, only watch that. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Just fair warning on that. <laughs> We're bringing back Build Your a favorite. Pitch. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> Where we 
each bring a couple elements and we pitch a film on the spot. So if you're listening to this and you're a producer, you just get in touch with us because we've got a treatment ready for you. Yeah. All right. So um, I've got an actor and I've got a concept and then I was uh, throwing my crazy title. Like I love a good, crazy uh, film title and actually started, I may have mentioned this before I've started on Letterboxd and I mean, by started like work in progress, I've got like eight, films in there um but where i'm gonna be like these are my favorite titles of all time and they're all like basically a fiona apple album title <laughs> long kind of thing but lena Mueller movies <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's pretty much exclusively that um so this one's not super long but i just get a good ring to it see you in hell friends and i'm like Ooh, that's snappy Ooh. i like that I it's like a 19, that. 1970 movie. I, I just briefly looked at it and go into it too much. So it looks sort of Czech or Slovakian. So I'm something from that region. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure of the movie. Probably great. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, see you in hell, friends. Um, so my actor is Cameron Britton. And I don't know if you ever, it doesn't mm. seem like a Meg show, but um, Mindhunter was a show on Netflix about, no. you know, kind of the starting of like the, behavioral science unit profiler stuff uh, in the um, FBI and Cameron Britton played famed serial killer. I don't know. uh, Edmund Kemper. Um, Anyways. Wait, I have to look this person up. Cameron, look him up. And um, he is just, I just love him. Like I could just tell as like, even though he's playing this horrible man, I was like, I can tell he's sweet, you know, like, um, and he's got this great voice. He sort of like, um, I don't know. He's just got this interesting way of talking. I just love. Uh, oh yeah, he was also. I don't. I'm not. I'm really gonna get into this show, but um, I watched another sort of true crime esque show that was on like the Discovery Channel or something. It was also on Netflix, and it was about. Um, oh, what's the, the Atlanta bombings? Um, he was. Was it Richard Jewell? Oh, Richard Jewell. He played him, and I know there was already that movie that came out, and. He did a great job. The show's garbage. Don't watch it. It's called like Dangerous Games or Deadly Games or something. Anyway, I just like Cameron Britton. And uh, so I'm not sure like what else he's been in um, like TV wise. I've never heard of any of this, but I do know who Richard Jewell is. So yeah. Um, So my idea and I'm pulling from the personal archives of like, I kind of want to write this as a novel. So, but I just couldn't think of any like snappy like movie ones, but um like trope wise but i was like this is a genuine idea um and maybe it was just covid and, and feeling like the sort of groundhog it's don't worry it's not a time um uh, same day repeating movie but you know just i'm you know at my house a lot and like feeling that kind of i don't know if you've ever seen exterminating angel the bunuel yeah i heard of it where there's like a party and like people keep like not leaving and they're just there yeah. for like, like you don't even know how long it's been so i was just for some reason i was thinking about a family and and this could definitely go in like a lot of really boring directions like um what's it august osage county or something so it's not that but basically i was thinking of like a family like multi like many generations coming together at in this home and uh, in like their you know um ancestral home is like the right word but basically um i can see like the patriarch or the matriarch um being kind of in an upstairs room like uh, like about to die they're like on their deathbed and then they keep like i was i don't know how to say this but this like 
um, anticipation. I don't know how to say this. Like as humans, we like there to be just like closure. So when we're in this like weird liminal space of like things keep having these like false endings, these fa- or false starts or something, it kind of, I know it kind of freaks us out. This like fight or flight thing. So um, I was just trying to think of a scenario where th- all this family is, and I could just totally see all these different great character actors playing, you know, so they're in this big house and there's all these other little squabbles going on. And then the patriarch, you know, and of course, these are awful people, you know, um, and they kind of want the person to die so they can get their inheritance or whatever. But the but the patriarch or matriarch or whatever keeps not dying. And so they keep having these like, oh, my God, they're about to we got to get up there by their death. But it's the last moment, you know, like and then it keeps like, nope, they're fine. And they're like, you know, and I could just see this stretching out because I was just trying to think of people like staying in one place like in the same home and they're just kind of getting exasperated with each other. And like, they keep thinking it's about to end, like, but you can't leave yet. Or maybe there's a like moments where they keep like driving away and then like, Oh, you got to come back or something, you know? Uh, and it's like, Oh, you're, you left. Oh, that's, you know what I mean? A lot of like bitchiness and a lot of just like, you know, like I want mother's ring. I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> it's so like uncomfortable when you hear about families that oh, yeah. like that about money and like anyway um i just feel like that's like ripe for like a lot of great com- you know comedic performances but still kind of dark um anyway so i know it's kind of like a big idea but i just i don't know i feel like there's a lot there um and it could definitely go into like you're talking about like this sort of absurdist area you know maybe american films don't get into i don't know sort of I don't know. That's where the exterminating angel kind of aspect comes in. Cause you're like, how long have they been in this house? My God, it's been months. <laughs> um, anyway, um, not that their clothes are in tatters or anything. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, I'm like over explaining it. Okay. Okay. Give me an actor before I <laughs> ruin this. Um, so my actor is, uh, Yun Yu Jung, who is, uh, I could be butchering her name, but, she is a South Korean actress. She is probably best known to U.S. audiences because she's in Minari oh, uh, yeah. as the grandmother. But she's also like an icon in mm. Korea. Um, she's actually for like people listening to this podcast. She's in a number of um, Hong Sang Soo movies. So she's in like Right Now, Wrong Then in another country, Hill of Freedom. But she's she's also in a movie that's a favorite of mine's and my mom's, Dear My Friends, which maybe I've talked about on this podcast of like senior ladies. Recommend that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Yun Yoo Jung is a, she's got like this kind of gravelly voice. She's a real badass. Mm. Um, she is just a very take no shit kind of lady. So I can definitely picture her as like, like maybe a mom, like, you know, there's a patriarch, but then there's maybe like a mom, like the second generation. Cause she's, mm. She's like a little older than my mom. So like young grandma age, like mm, a grandma yeah. age. Um, but yeah. maybe like if the patriarch is like a hundred or 90, then she's kind of like one of like the moms kind of like, right. Like that generation below. Yeah. And um, I'm trying so to figure out the ages. And I definitely see a lot of, yeah, like um, the, the partners and the kids, you know, and like, yeah. there's definitely like a huge cast here I could see. And then we also could have like a neighbor. So either she could be the major, I don't know if I, uh, I'm not, I don't want her to be the person dying. The dying I think one. she should be one of like, she's like, maybe like one of the people in that second generation, like, okay. they, like where it's like, they have adult children, but they're not like, you know, elderly. And she's just mm-hmm. like, I okay. just picture her like, dragging on a sig being like look i'm just here because we're trying to get, get my this hair cash. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah basically yeah 
I could see Cameron Britton is just like a, a nice, like, oh, yeah, husband. who is that? Right. Uh-huh. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. So Cameron Britton. <laughs> <Britain, laughs> <Britain, laughs> <Britain, laughs> <Britain, laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, well, you know, and you could also have like a neighbor, you know, like people next door that like pop up or, you know, or like even like you could have just people like work on the cable. I don't know because they're there so right. long. I can almost see maybe like, he's like her son in law, you know? I yeah, don't know who the well, patriarch yeah, like is a, or matriarch, but like, yeah, you know, just like. I don't know if his vibe would be like he's like too nice or if he he's seems like, like he could be he's like a tall he's like just yeah he's a very um like tall big presence but like he's very sweet I don't know I mean obviously he plays serial killer so he can do he's got range um <laughs> so I could see him yeah being like a son-in-law or yeah so maybe he could be like the voice of reason because there's probably going to be like one nice person or one you know audience surrogate it usually is this, right yeah and then a lot of other like horrible uh I don't know I'm trying to think of like I guess you you don't really you said you haven't really watched succession or that's not really your vibe but succession no. where it's just like a lot of like inner turmoil of the family you know not inner turmoil but <laughs> inter intra I don't know family intra turmoil. family intra family is that a word um, um yeah my so my wrench in this is okay, that <laughs> I wanted a gambling aspect like a gambling scene or gambling aspect so do you think it's like people wagering on the matriarch patriarch dying that could be interesting or yeah like, or like the youngest generation of like the kids <laughs> like I don't know doing some like horrible like yeah who's gonna get the inheritance like that's yeah. their little gambling or, or maybe they get the neighborhood kids in the basement to like run yeah. a casino I don't know but yeah I could definitely see a wager aspect to that yeah on the, one of the the lower the younger generation right like yeah. they don't think they're getting anything but their parents are all are making them like sit around this house interminably so they're yeah. like well we may as well make it interesting and there's some yeah. kind of like dissolute type that's like listen yeah. let's make yeah. this interesting <laughs> it's funny because i remember back a oh, who knows how long ago to 50 years ago one of my pitches was like my little trope thing <laughs> someone saying care to make it interesting and that was literally my whole like here's here's my contribution is that line that wonderful line anyway so yeah we'll bring that one back put it in this um yeah I definitely think there's something there I I would watch yeah yeah I when I initially said gambling I was like when I brought that to this I thought there'd be like a casino aspect but I think here maybe like a home sort of wager aspect or a lot I think pool like a pool maybe or even I mean even if we just wanted like a husband with like a horrible gambling problem, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there, there, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of possibilities. Yeah. I think we got a winner. <laughs> I think, I think classic. All right. So what's on our, what have we been watching? What have we been, what have oh we been up boy. to? I feel like I've been uh, wor- working, sewing, whatever. So many other things. I feel kind of guilty. I haven't, well, I say I haven't watched that much, but when I was making my list, I was like, oh, there's tons here, you know, like yeah. for some reason I thought this had a different title on, on Criterion, but apparently anyways, um, Minbo 1992, uh, another charming uh, Juzo Itami film. Um, Tampopo, Supermarket Woman. We've talked about his stuff. A taxing woman. A taxing woman. Yeah, I've seen that one too. And so um, this was another foray into his charming world. 
So um, his wife, a number one collaborator, uh, plays a lawyer who's, it's kind of hard to explain. We keep, this is the theme of the show is like, this is not hard to explain. Um, his, uh, her entire job is to, like, she works for a hotel, like a big hotel. And basically all these like mobsters, like Yakuza, like, in the lobby like these seem like low level but like cheap hoods or whatever anyways but like in cheap suits but like they kind of just like bother people and try to extort money and be like i found a, a roach in my dinner at this the hotel restaurant like i don't know the i was like is this the thing that happens but anyways yeah. so she uh his movies are always so specific where a woman you know like uh his main collaborator is just like the lead is like i want to be the best at my job and like this isn't right and like i'm going to just like use logic and like efficiency to like, I don't know, like how to, I just like, I love, she's just always like a woman in charge, like good at her job. And she pretty much just like, here's the law guys. You got, you know, she brings into the so conference wait, is room. Is it um, Nobuko Miyamoto, his yeah, wife? Yeah, sorry. I it is his wife. So it is actually literally his wife as like yeah, the main actress. Yeah, she's like so. thinking every one of his films. Yeah. Um, And so it's such a specific premise. <laughs> But like, and I wouldn't say it's like one of the strongest films I've seen from him, but if you are into his vibe and you just want like a cute light movie, um, although it's kind of sad because in real life, um, the Yakuza, I mean, I don't know much about it, so I don't want to speak on it too much, but apparently they were not happy with the portrayal of like being kind of these idiots and these like really, like really petty thieves, you know, and like, um, so apparently like he like the director i mean they got, killed him basically like, right I mean, he was definitely it's like how it seems i think it's pretty well known um or understood like i mean they def- definitely did assault him and i think like he stabbed him and then later um he was thrown i mean fell or was thrown from a building i think is how he died and it's like it's pretty much understood. I think a guy even confessed that he was there, like a lower yeah. level guy. That's like, yeah, we threw him off a building. So I'm like, that's horrifying. So I feel bad being like, it's a light movie when it potentially led to his death. So, but you should watch it because, I mean, you know, it was important to him. He made it and he yeah. apparently I mean, had something to say. I, again, I don't know if it's a huge issue, uh, you know, in Japan, these sort of uh, extortion things going on in hotels, but um but yeah, it's it had the flavor of like supermarket woman, texting woman for sure, where it's like I do just like see a woman that's like, I'm good at my job. And oh, here yeah, I'm, I'm laying on the law. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I watched The Night Manager, um, which is I think on Prime and it's like a, a kind of mini series. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's with um, this happened. At, it came out a movie club because my friend Drew was like, oh, he thought that it was Michael Fassbender, but it's a different. It's Bobo guy. Fassbender. Who's it's t- um. Tom Tim, Tom Hiddleston? Yes. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. They look very no, similar though. And it was like the first do. time that he had realized they were two different people. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was a real it was a real moment. No, that's the first time I saw Hidd- Hiddleston. I definitely was like, "What is this? Fassbender? Did someone make yeah. a copy of him on a Xerox yeah, and totally. came out?" So, sorry, I'll go real quick through the others. Um Blue Jean Cop, which is also known as Shakedown, which is just like a crazy action movie with Sam Elliott and Peter Weller, which has really fun set pieces. I mean, obviously it's like about cops, so fuck it. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, but it's it's got some pretty wild stunts in it. Uh, I think that was on Tubi or around. Uh, Pioneer, which is uh, a Norwegian film about, I guess, deep sea divers. I don't know if it's an oil rig, but it's like, the purposes of like laying pipe for oil or something. Um, it's like based on a real life story. 
Um, and it's the same director as the original, speaking of remakes, uh, Insomnia, uh, the one with Stellan Skarsgård. Um, anyway, so it was good. It had like an eeriness. Um, and I think that was on Canopy. Um, the Eclipse, which I'd never heard of. And just James was like, oh, I saw this a long time ago. And um, I can't remember the one Irish. He's like the Irish guy. Actually, sorry, I keep bringing it around. He was in Tinker Taylor. Um, but anyways, it's 2009. It's um, an Irish like romantic drama, but it has some of the scariest horror like scenes I've ever experienced. <laughs> so it's like Whoa. kind of like romantic drama. Horror. It's got a weird tone, but it's got some. I mean, I never like jump in my seat and I like nothing ever really Whoa. scares me. And I was like, oh, my God, like it was it was very yeah. effective. So the Eclipse uh, 2009, it's kind of it's a weird one. It's like it's just like this Irish guy that's like working at a literary festival. And so Aiden, is it Aiden Quinn, is that a person? That's He's an like Irish an asshole person, writer. And then there's the gal from High Fide- the original, like the movie High Fidelity, who's just like in it. They're like writers. And then there's just like this. Anyways, it's just got some really, so it's, a, it's an interesting setting. And then there's a ghost element. How about you? Well, I don't even think I can like look that far back on like the Letterboxd app to see what I've been watching. So we'll just, let's see. Well, okay. I talked for a hundred years so you can keep it light. I'm like fully skimming my, oh, I, okay. So like Criterion has a bunch of gambling movies right now, which is oh, where yeah. like that plot point came from. I watched uh, Croupier with oh, yeah. 1998. What a fucking boring ass movie. I'm just oh, really? going to say, okay. it's so highly rated. People love it. It's Mike Hodges, 1998. It's got Clive, hmm. is it Clive Owen? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what am I watching here? What am I watching? It looks great. It looks absolutely fabulous. It's got the yeah. woman from um, ER. And it's like, Julia oh, Margulies? it looks so... Uh, what's her name? Juliana Margulies? That's the only one. No, no, Alex <laughs> Kingston. Alex Kingston, the British lady. Okay. And it's like so cool. And it's so chic. It's like London and gambling clubs. But it's just like the plot makes no sense. And it's boring and it sucks. <laughs> You can watch it for how it looks, but like I will say that like we watch California Split, which is on our criteria right now, yeah. and then that. And so like to go from like California Split, which is like Whoa. a perfect yeah. movie, yeah. and then to watch this, you're like, how dare you spit in my face? How dare you, sir? Yeah. Uh, but it just it's funny to me that any it just anyway. I I can't warn you away from it because it does is like Clive Owen looking cool, but I'm like just rewatch yeah. California Split instead. It's mm. Elliot Gould. Don't overthink mm. it. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say I don't know if this is part of that, and this is maybe where I watched it, but The Gambler uh, with James Caan is that part of yeah, that? Yeah, okay, I think that one is so. it's some rough stuff in it. So I mean, like, it's, it's, it, it's a real it's basically just trying to destroy his life. It's like um, what is it called? Uncut Gems kind of thing. We're like, oh my yeah. god, like just stop gambling. I know that's like the title of the movie, but you know but, me, yeah. like when people throw it's away like, money, you're like, I can't. I can't yeah. take it. I was like, just be smarter with your money. That's I, I know sorry, it I is stressful yeah. in a way that's well, actually, I I do think that like actually California split and uncut gems would be really good as a double mm. feature because yeah. there's a totally different outcome okay. um, and vibe. But in terms of like keeping it going, keeping it going, keeping it going, yeah, yeah. it's um yeah. Anyway, so check out the gambling movies, but hey, like, there's it's like very hey i love a 90s like a 90s sort of like stylish movie so it mm-hmm. looks good there's just there's yeah. no there there at the end mm-hmm. you're like wait but none of this what? makes any sense together but why yeah yeah 
also watched Little Forest, which is a Korean movie by Yim Soon Ri from 2018 about a girl who goes back to her hometown um, after some like disappointments in life. And just it's basically like her like living in this house that her like her mom left her and she has some like past angst, but it's really not about that. She's just like cooking really delicious looking things and living on mm. her own for four seasons. It's very relaxing. And mm. I really recommend it. If you just want to see someone mm. like living a very simple, like cooking life that's around, I think that might be on prime. Hmm. I see myself having reviewed in my notes that I watched <laughs> shattered from 1991. And I said, this is exactly what I was looking for, for from this movie. Wait, was that with Tom Berenger? Tom Berenger. Okay. Yeah. I don't and know if Bob I've talked Hoskins. about it. I might have glossed over it, but yeah, I think it was on your radar. Like it must have been on yeah. my to watch list, and yeah. it's, <laughs> it's it is what it's almost like it, it was kind of De Palma ish. If it's the one I'm thinking of, yes. right? It was just kind of like yeah. Oh. We're at the end. You're like, oh, what? what? Um, I kind of think I saw it coming because I was like, something's going on here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a it's, wild ride. <laughs> it is a wild ride. Like I mean, I had a great time watching it, and it is like you said. There's a De Palma vibe. I believe it's on Tubi. It's Bob Hoskins as like a pet store owner slash detective. So like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's like good, but it's a good time. Um, and then I've just been watching a ton of K dramas because uh, <laughs> South Korea has like way better TV shows than we do. So um, reality show, uh, Hyori's <laughs> Hideaway or Hyori's Bed and Breakfast. It's on Netflix and it's just like this. So she's basically like the JLo of South Korea. So imagine she's like really famous, but she just like yeah. runs this B&B with her husband who's very good looking and they are just but they also are like weird animal rescue people. So they have like a million dogs and they just have this like really a lot of shows house. in one. <laughs> yes. And like these people just come and like stay in this house and it is like glacially paced and it's the most relaxing brain soothing thing you can possibly imagine. She's like different people come at the B&B and they're like, what are we going to feed them? Oh, maybe we'll make abalone porridge again. And you're like, I love this. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned the uncanny counter, but that's one. If you're like a fan of like a Buffy type stuff, mm -hmm. it is like super charming and it's like demon hunters in Seoul. So good. And Ooh, they like okay. run a noodle shop. They run a noodle shop by day and then they're demon oh, hunters yeah. by night. And like Holy all the personality is really good. And there's like a mega hunk who's one of Hong Sang Su's major collaborators Ooh. in it. So I recommend that. And then um, we've also been watching mystic pop-up bar, which is also kind <laughs> of like sci-fi fantasy and there's there is one character who was in um uncanny counter in that and it's like oh uh, sounds so weird she's like a ghost who's been sentenced to like a 500 year sentence of like helping people solve their grudges and she goes into their dreams and help them helps them solve their grudges along with her companions and i it's wacky and <laughs> when i describe it it doesn't sound like it works but it's very charming the main actress yeah. is super charismatic and super beautiful and it's really fun Oh, so that's what I've been up to. Yeah. Um, so if anybody wants to talk about K-dramas with me, like that's where I'm at. I, guess, I am like Succession, yeah. never seen it. But <laughs> Papa Bar, I've got lots of theories. Um, yeah, I guess I had it in my head that K-drama was like more, I guess when I hear the word drama, I, 
I go to the, the yeah. You know, I just I'm like, oh, is this like a soap opera or something? I don't know why in my head I was like, because that's like thinking about like, these um, really dear my friends or like Reply 1998 or whatever. But I'm I'm expanding it a little bit. These are like almost sci-fi. Oh my god, another one. We watched <laughs> like this is just all my sci-fi Korean shows. But we that's watched a, that's this, exactly what I want. Oh my god, the school nurse files. She is a school nurse at this like sc- like high school, um, and she. How do I put this? She's been like tasked or taken on the task of like battling these like weird jelly fig like jelly spirit figures that are like haunting the school and it makes no sense. <laughs> and it's so funny and she looks great. Like her outfits are really cool. Mm. And it's just it's very surreal and absurd. Um, it kind of actually has the vibe of um Zebra Man, which is like a Takashi Miike, like it's a Japanese mm. uh, movie, but it's like where this person is like a self-styled superhero and they're trying to like do this thing in their weird town. Mm. Um it's also on Netflix. It's always are on Netflix, so like just okay. watch them. I'm taking a Netflix break. I think it's the price went okay. up, and I'm like, fuck you. Um, so I'm just like, um, yeah, I think we're kind of going through a you know how it is sometimes you like yeah. you subscribe for a while and you're like, okay, let me focus on Criterion and movie and yeah, whatever. I totally and then get that. I'll probably wrote back into it later. It's I think it has to be like, oh, there's one or two shows on Netflix right now. I can't find anywhere else. So I'll I'm yeah. sure I'll come back. Um, are most of those like newer or they kind of run the gamut newer yeah like the past 10 years for sure some of them like uncanny counter has another season that's filming now and i'm so excited all right but yeah i mean i have the same i totally get it because i was fully like gonna just cancel netflix until i found like this entire new room of like korean shows and i'm like Mm -hmm. these are great and exactly what i want to watch the the one the one thing I'll never subscribe to, and I don't mind saying this, is HBO. I will not watch HBO Max. I don't want to watch their shows. I'm not. I don't want to talk to people about shows that they like. <laughs> I what are we only want to talk. I only want to talk to people I already know about that shows I already like. <laughs> yeah. Well, the what's it called? Like four quadrant shows. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, where it's like. This is a popular show. You know, where it's like um, how real estate markets are, which is also probably happening right now, like most real estate markets, where it's like they like peak and they crest, and then it's just Uh like it's like full saturation and there's Mm -hmm. just like too much prestige. Just Mm -hmm. like my goal with most like English language shows is like I'm going to give it a good like five, 10 years, and then we'll see what shakes out as like what people are still watching, and I'll watch Mm -hmm. those. Oh, we've talked about this before is I think we were doing it was like the end of the. Oh my God, whatever decade. I can't, sorry, I can't think of things. Um, we were talking about like the best movies, like the 2010s or something. Right. And I was like, honestly, this is, it was the hardest one yes. for me because I only really watch older things because it's kind of the same thing where I'm like, I I don't know how to say, it. it's like a weird thing to articulate, like, but I just like to be able to know how I'm already going to feel about, I don't know. Like when it's, it's a new, little bit of distance. It's a little bit yeah, of narrative just, distance. distance. Yeah. Because I, for some reason, when I watch newer things, I'll like, I don't know. I don't even go to some newer things I've seen, but just where I'm like, yeah, I like that. Cause there's so much buzz around it. And then I give it like a day. I sleep on it. I'm like, no, I, I think I hate that. And I, I kind of feel embarrassed when I really, really like something. And then like a year later, everyone's like making fun of it. I'm like, yeah, I hate that too. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel this weird I don't know. Weird feelings. I need to have that distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it is. And I mean, that is not to shame you for liking anything contemporary you or anybody listening. It's mostly just that I for myself need some kind of distance, whether it's like it's a different country or it's just like time. Yeah. I just don't 
I just, I'm, I don't want to be swimming in the morass. Like, I don't want to be like, I can't see what's in front of me. Yeah. And I think also because, I mean, what we tend to love is like the hidden gems and it's kind of impossible to find hidden gems while it's like being made and put out in the world. I mean, yeah, yeah. there'll be something like, oh, that's it. Like, there's plenty of stuff that's like, that's interesting. It's coming out. Like, oh, I like that director, that whatever. And I want to see it. But for the most part, when you're looking for hidden gems, there has to be this passage of time yeah. because you don't know it's a hidden gem yet. Right. So I have to have 10 or 20 years of people rejecting it or ignoring <laughs> it or hating it. And then I'm like maligning it or whatever. So I can come in and be like, guys, it's misunderstood. You know, like, so it's like, it's this weird context of like, I have to have this uh, people ignoring it for 10 years and me finding it like a jewel. I don't know. This is a, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, if it's something is, it's just like we talked about earlier. Like if something is just rated, like not underrated, it's just rated. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. you were ahead of your time with cruising. Hey, cause people now are all well, reappraising see, that. I know because yeah. it, it is dicey obviously, but I'm right. glad I was kind of, kind of waiting for the moment where I could like Live out are loud. We okay now are we okay with the campiness or I don't know if campy is the word, the seeminess yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I was going to see you were right. You're, you're right. About yeah. That. You well, you were right about army hammer. He's a piece of shit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, yes. I, I, I was like, like I am on the record. <laughs> like on the he's record. He's a monster. Hey. Um, Look, yeah, you, trust you know, no rich man. That's all you have to know. Yeah. If he's a rich daddy's boy, <laughs> a weird baking soda fortune. He's going to try to eat ladies. Yes. We could have seen this coming. Now there's a question we'll all figure out is like, how are they going to make the sequel that supposedly they wanted to remake with him being like fully canceled, right? Because oh. they're going to make a sequel. sequel Maybe he wasn't of- going to be in it. Call me by Wait. your name. Sorry. Oh, the one that any- yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Well, you don't care about that movie. No, right? You're going to hate that. But director. I just feel much shot in Freud where I'm like, that's right. Yeah. I knew it. And like, I don't think you knew how much you knew. Like, no. like, I didn't know that. Didn't know. It would have been really amazing if there was me on oh. audio being like, I fully believe he wants to chop people up and barbecue them and eat their ribs. It would be like, <laughs> oh my God. We'll, we'll have to look at the tape. And I think it's there. You know, <laughs> we, we, we cut it out. We're like, this is too crazy. We like audio, audio edit it. And I'm like, get sued like, here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I love it. Um, well, now I wonder what else we've, we've predicted. Well, time will tell, you know, time will tell, but sadly we have terrible memories. So I guess we'll have to go back and mind things. So yeah. Cutting room floor stuff. All right. Well, you want to take us home? Yeah, I will. Thanks for joining us. If you're still with us by this point, (laughs) um, you can subscribe to keep up with us. We will keep releasing episodes, whether you like it or not. Um, and <laughs> just at our own pace. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Storyboard Pod or Storyboard Podcast. And we'll post things sometimes. You know, and it's a, we're busy. We're going to get busy. to it. We'll, we'll get back on it. There's been a hiatus just for no reason. Yeah. Uh, we'll get, I do want to get back to it. So. Yeah. And you can send us things and send us suggestions or like if you're like, I have really strong opinions about Diary of a Hitman and how dare you impugn this hidden masterpiece. Maybe we incorrectly. We got it wrong. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm totally. I'm open to that. Mm -hmm. So you can DM us on those. And um, otherwise, we'll talk to you next time.
button I push is something weird. It's, yeah. I don't even know how to, because I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. It's such a, who cares these days? I'm like, oh, Zoom, isn't it crazy? <laughs> that's going to be in your type five. You're like, hey, hey, hey Zoom. Oh, that's, wait, uh, is, is Zoom. Zoom is, <laughs> so. I accidentally turned my computer off. 